morning. I'm Pastor Nick. Welcome to our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene family. We hope today's message will be a help to you. May God bless you. end of September, we had a week of revival services, and it was a powerful week of services, and the theme during that week was forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. And, and I was thinking about this throughout my sabbatical, and I thought, isn't this so important that as we go into a new year, that as we make our way into 2024, that truly we do that. We forget about certain things. The title of my message is Choose to Forget About It in 2024. Isaiah chapter 43 verses 18 to 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That's the New International Version. In the New Living Translation, it says, but forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun it. Do you not see it? Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your faithfulness and for your mercy, your grace, and your compassion. And indeed, Lord, we thank you for seeing us through 2023. And as we have come to the end, we pray that indeed, Lord, you would move in our hearts, in our lives, that you would help to speak to us, God, and truly make changes that will help us in this new year. And so, Lord, we just commit this time into your hands. And we pray, Father, that you would have your way, that you would speak, that you would move, and that indeed you would challenge our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm sure that you would agree that there are certain things in life that you hope you never forget, right? Certain people that you have met or people that mean so much to you, certain dates or moments that you've experienced. There are certain things that we never want to forget. And then on the other side of that, there are things that I'm sure you wish you could forget about, right? Certain things that have happened to you, certain people maybe, certain experiences that you don't want to think about, that you wish could just leave your mind and that you wouldn't remember. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way. And that's why it has to be a choice. We have to choose to do that. We have to choose to move on. We have to choose to forget. We have to choose to put it behind us. And we have to make that choice. Now, it doesn't mean that by forgetting about something, we don't learn from it. 
Because oftentimes we want to forget about something because it was a negative experience for us, or something bad happened, or we weren't proud of how we behaved, or how we acted, or the decision that we made. And so before we can forget about something, we have to learn the lesson that comes with it. And then once we have dealt with it, once we have learned from it, we've gotten that wisdom, then we can move on and put it behind us. And as we approach this new year, my prayer for you is that you would choose to forget about it in 2024. So what is it that we want to forget about? What is it that the Lord wants us to move on from? Well, the first thing that we need to choose to forget about are your fears and the voices telling you it won't happen or it's not possible. Forget about those things. You see, fear is something that at different times, at different stages in our life, we all experience. And that fear comes and it can paralyze us. It can cause us to stop moving forward into the place that God has for us. You see, fear comes and it tells us lies. It comes and it stifles us from moving forward and moving ahead into our promised land, so to speak, that God has for us. And Fear is something that is inevitable. It comes um, at different times, and we cannot necessarily control it. But we know that God reminds us over and over in his word, do not be afraid. Do not fear, for he is with us. You see, friends, we don't have to fear because we know that God is on our side. When we know that God is with us, who can be against us? When God is for us, there is no one who can speak against us because he is for us. Fear will come and stop us from moving forward. But this year, I want to encourage you and challenge you to forget about your fears and move forward. And in fact, Joyce Myers says, do it afraid. Even if you are afraid, still go for it. Still do it trusting God that he is going to see you through, that he is going to be the one helping you. Fear is not from God. In fact, the Bible tells us that perfect love drives out fear. Only God can give us perfect love. Therefore, only God is the one who is able to help us to overcome our fears. This year, I want to encourage you to also stop listening to the negative things around you. The people, the, the things that are telling you, the thing that you're praying and trusting and waiting for won't happen or it's not possible. You need to forget about those voices. See, in the Bible, in the Gospels, we read about a woman who had an issue of blood. You may be familiar with her situation. The Bible tells us that for 12 years, this woman bled, that she spent all that she had, no doctors, no medicine could help. And she came to this point of desperation where all she could do was go and fall before Jesus. Now, according to society, this woman was not allowed to be in public. She was considered unclean and was not allowed to socially um, be out publicly. 
But despite all of the things and people telling her she shouldn't, there, there's no hope, nothing can help her, nothing is going to help, she falls at Jesus' feet, she touches the hem of his garment, and by faith receives her healing. We also read in Mark chapter 10 the story of a blind beggar named Bartimaeus. You may be familiar with him. Bartimaeus was sitting at the roadside when he heard Jesus was passing by. And he, he yells out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The, the people who were by him started yelling at him to be quiet, to, to stop. And, and you see, Bartimaeus didn't allow those voices to stop him. In fact, the scripture tells us that he started yelling all the more louder to get Jesus' attention. And by doing that, his, Jesus saw his faith and he was healed because of that faith. See, friends, by not allowing the voices and the people and the negative things to, to stop the woman and the blind man, they were able to receive their breakthrough. They were able to receive their healing. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that many of you are facing different challenges, that you're facing challenges with your health, you're cha facing challenges with your job, with your children, with your spouse, with your family. There are many things that have come against you, and I'm sure that you are praying, that you are trusting, that you are waiting for your breakthrough, but sometimes it takes a little longer than we'd like right? And we can easily lose hope and start to think that it's never going to happen. We can start to believe those voices and, and start to think, well, you know, I better just accept it because it's not going to happen or that breakthrough won't come. You need to remember that God always has the final say, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in those moments where you feel like that you are disappointed, that you are falling into the trap of allowing those voices to speak to you, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. You need to tell yourself that he is the same God who did all of these miracles in the Bible, and he is more than able to come through for me. You need to encourage yourself and remind yourself who God is. We need to remind ourselves that we serve a miracle-working God, a God who is a way-maker, a God who knows no limits. He is unstoppable, uncontainable, untamable, a God who is unconditional, whose limits know no bounds. That is the God that we serve. So when those voices, when that fear comes, Forget about it and encourage yourself in the Lord and remind yourself, if God said it, I believe it. We also need to choose to forget about, number two, the wrong things others have done to you. Choose to forget about the wrong things that others have done to you. Now, this is something, of course, that is easier said than done, right? If you've ever been mistreated, which I'm sure to some degree all of us have, you know how difficult it is to forgive someone and move past, and how upsetting it can be, especially when someone has really hurt you or when they have intentionally gone out of their way to hurt you. But there are times that we can feel like 
we don't want to forgive or we're not ready to forgive or that person doesn't deserve our forgiveness. And that may be true, that may be so, but we still are called to forgive our brothers and sisters. God calls us to still show love. He calls us to still show forgiveness. He calls us to still be able to put those wrongs behind us. You see, forgiveness is more so for us as the individual than it is for the person who hurt us. You know why? Because most times, most times the person who has hurt us has moved on with their life and they've forgotten about what has happened. And we're the ones who are walking around sulking, feeling sorry for ourselves, feeling down and getting upset. Why? For what? Allow those things to be left behind. Allow that baggage to be released and live your life. Live your life and allow God to help you to forgive and to move forward. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See that God is doing a new thing something new in your life. But when we're so busy focused on the past, we're so busy focused on the old mistakes, the things that they did or they said or they didn't do, then we're missing out on the new things that God has in store for us. Forget about it. Yes, it was wrong. Yes, what they did wasn't right. And by forgiving, you are not saying that it is right. But what you are saying is that you know better and that you are choosing to forgive even though they may not deserve it. Vengeance is the Lord's. It is not for us. There are times where we can hold grudges for so long and here's the truth, we can hold grudges for so long that sometimes we even forget why we're upset in the first place, right? Isn't that true? We need to let it go. We need to love and show forgiveness and compassion because God has shown us that. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But listen to this part. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. That is a very important verse because it reminds us that we cannot expect to receive something from the Lord that we are not willing to share with others. And so if we truly want God to forgive us, then we need to let it go. And how do we know if we've truly forgiven someone? How do you know if you've truly forgiven someone? Well, I mean, for me, I can only tell you how I know I've forgiven someone. I know because when I see, hear, or think about that person, the thing they did is not the first thing that comes to mind for me. I'm able to move past that. And my prayer for you is that you would be able to move past that as well. That you would be able to forgive. That does not mean that you have to be best friends with the person. That does not mean that you have to, you know, go out of your way to call them and see them. But it does mean that you've made peace in your heart and that you know that you have forgiven them. Allow it to be left in the past. Friends, life is too short. 
Life is way too short to be holding grudges. It is way too short to be getting upset with people for no reason. It is time that we become the bigger and better person and the kind of people that God has called us to and leave it in the past. Choose to forget about those who have wronged you. We also need to choose to forget about fitting in with the world. Fitting in with the world. Isn't that what everybody wants, though? To fit in, to feel accepted, to feel loved, to feel like they're part of something, right? That's what people desire, they long for. But what we forget is that God has already accepted us. He has already welcomed us into his home. He has already shown us that love and that forgiveness. And he has already said that we belong to him. And so if we belong to him, then we don't have to worry about belonging and fitting in with the world. God has called us to be different. We as the church are the ecclesia, which is the Greek word which means the called out one. We are the church, which is supposed to be a group of people who stand out, not better than other people, but stand out to be different and to show the world a different way. We're so busy trying to fit in sometimes with the things that are happening around us, to be just like what we see around us, to be like our neighbor who we see on social media or wherever it is that we see these things, that we forget that we should strive to be more and more like Christ. That is what we want to be. That is what we should be, more and more like Jesus. See, we can spend so much time trying to impress other people, trying to tell other people how good we are, how, how smart we are, how cool we are, all of these things. But what does that matter? We can spend all this time buying stuff to feel better about ourselves, right? All of the products that we see on commercials, on social media, in the stores. We can buy everything that we possibly can, yet still feel empty. You know why? Because there's a part in us that only God can fill. Stuff people, jobs, money, none of that will truly ever be able to satisfy us the way that Christ can. And it is important that we forget about trying to fit in, trying to be like everyone else when God has already ordained us to be different, ordained us to be special, unique, and different than everyone else. You see, it's so sad that people would line up at 5, 6 a.m. at stores to buy something, but yet to get to church for 11 a.m. They can't do it. I'm not talking about any of you, obviously, right? But, you know, it's the truth. It's the truth. And it's time that we face the truth. We face the reality of what's happening in our world. 
We're trying to fit in and, and be politically correct about everything. We're trying to fit in and not offend anyone. We're trying to fit in and, and accept all of these ridiculous ideologies that are coming out when we need to look at the word of God and say, God, have mercy upon our world. God, have mercy upon the people because they are blinded. They're, they're deceived. They're lost. And you need to open up their eyes, God. But we can only do that if our eyes are opened. If we are following Christ, then we will be able to lead others in his ways. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, in the New International Version, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In the New, International, sorry, in the New Living Translation, it's not on the screen, but I'm going to read it for you. This is what it says. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God doesn't want us to copy what's around us. That was never God's intention for us to simply be a copy of someone, of us to simply be a copy of the, the society and the patterns and the customs that are going around us. That was never God's intention because he created each one of us special, different, and unique. But when we don't know who we are in Christ, then it's easy for us to start copying the behaviors and the customs we see around us. But when we know who we are in Christ, when we know that we are a child of the King, when we know that we are saved, when we know that we are forgiven, when we know that we are accepted in God's sight, when we know that he is with us, when we know that we are bound for heaven, when we know that no one can come against us when we have God, then we can stand firm and not be shaken. Don't worry about the patterns and the customs of this world. Yes, we live in this world, but we're not to partake of this world. The things that are happening around us, we need to be a light in the darkness. We need to stand firm, and we need to stand up for the things that God has called us to. You know, partaking in the things of this world also includes dabbling in things that we have no business dabbling in. You know, one of the things as during my sabbatical, I, I, I'm going to share with you over the next months, you know, things that have happened. And it was just an amazing time that I had with God. And, you know, God revealed to me there are so many people who have unknowingly opened spiritual doors through new age practices, through occult practices that don't even realize what they're doing. Friends, it is so important that we understand that these things are spiritual. Yes, we live in a physical world, but we are spiritual beings. And it is important that we understand that the things that we do are so important. For example, 
If you've ever played with a Ouija board or seen a psychic or fortune teller or used tarot cards or even zodiac signs, friends, astrology, stop looking at those things. Stop reading those things. They're demonic. Things that we don't even understand. Crystals and manifesting and all of these things. And if you don't believe me, go research it for yourself. Go look at the root of these things and understand where they have come from. It is so important that we open up our eyes. The scripture tells us, God says, my people are perishing because of lack of knowledge. People perish because they don't know, they don't understand. Don't be misinformed. Don't be deceived. Open your eyes. Technology is at our fingertips. Use it for good. Use it for something that will help you, that will educate you, that will teach you, that will help you draw closer to Christ. It is important that we stop trying to be like the world, try, stop trying to fit in to be accepted, and know that God has called us to something greater, to something Think better. And it all starts with the way that we think. It starts by how you think. You see, our thinking affects everything that we do. It affects how we feel. It affects the choices that we make. It affects who we speak to. It affects how we perform. It affects everything. And in fact, that scripture that I just read says, but be, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think or by transforming your mind. Every day, ask God, transform my mind. Renew my mind. Give me the mind of Christ. Help me to think more like you, Lord, because that should be our goal, to follow Christ more than anyone else. Forget about trying to fit in with the world. This year, I also want to encourage you to choose to forget about your past sins and mistakes. Choose to forget about your past sins and mistakes that you've made. Now, as I said earlier, we can only move on and move forward if we've dealt with those things. If we haven't dealt with past sins or things that are still happening in our life, then we can't move forward because they're still going on, right? And we need to deal with them. We need to accept the forgiveness that God has and truly repent. That means changing our way, not just saying we're sorry and tomorrow doing the same thing. We need to truly repent and move forward. And once we have done that, then we need to allow ourselves to move forward. You see, God has already forgiven us, but we need to forgive ourselves. We need to let certain things go and stop allowing the devil to bring it back into our mind, to stop reminding us of who we used to be, the things that we used to do, the things that we used to say, how you used to behave, places you used to go. Stop, you're not that person anymore. And you need to stop allowing that to come back and come back into your mind. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and he is just. Stop looking back at a past you can't change. 
Learn from it so that you don't make the same mistakes again. Learn from it so that you help others not to make those mistakes, but stop holding on to it. You can't change what happened yesterday. You can't change what happened 10 years ago. You can't change what happened when you were a child. You can't change anything that has happened before. But what you can do is learn from it and move forward with the wisdom that you have now. You see, we need to stop holding on to the past. We need to stop holding on to the mistakes because we're not that person anymore. We don't live there anymore. Don't allow that to continue to haunt you and continue to be there. Stop loving the things that you shouldn't love. Sinful behaviors and sinful pleasures, practices, evil practices and behaviors that we know are not right. Let them go and allow them to be left in the past. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We are almost out of time. This is Pastor Nick Stavropoulos. If you would like to hear and or watch the whole message, please go to our website, rosewoodchurch.ca. Our biggest concern is that you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I encourage you to pray this simple prayer. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus rose from the grave and is now in heaven preparing a place for all of us who believe. Today, I receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. If you would like to contact us at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, our phone number is 416-298-9932. Our email is office at rosewoodchurch.ca. This ministry is supported financially by people like you. If you would like to make a donation, you can send your gift by e-transfer to offerings at rosewoodchurch.ca. That's O-F-F-E-R-I-N-G-S at rosewoodchurch.ca. Or you can mail your check to Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, 657 Milner Avenue, Scarborough, Ontario. Thank you for giving to support this preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Pastor Nick, wishing you God's blessings throughout this week. Amen.